This episode of the Moose Lounge is brought to you by Redding Liquors and High Acre Liquors. Beat the big box stores by supporting your locally owned and operated liquor stores. Redding Liquors located at 429 Redding Road, Lexington, Kentucky, next to Jimmy John's just past Thornton's. High Acres Liquor is located at 1824 Bryan Station Road, Lexington, Kentucky. With many options to choose from on beer, wine, and whiskey, with your support, you can help them get those sought-after items. Buy local! Taking up all the good content before we actually start. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again where nothing else matters but the conversations that we are having and the bourbon that is in our glasses. We are your hosts, Moose and... Baby Buffalo. And tonight we are joined with Perry Ritter from the This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Hello. Perry, how you you doing, man? I am doing great. I uh, have had a pretty relaxing day, finally, for the first time in, I don't know, two months. Well, I say that, but I... uh, I guess I've been a dad going on now almost 22 months, <laughs> so uh, I haven't really had a whole lot of downtime. It was since, a nice day to have free time, too. Yeah, you know what, though? I was an idiot, and I decided that I was going to spend my day in a movie theater <laughs> instead of outside. And, like, I was on the way to the theater, and I was like, you know what? I think I made a mistake. <laughs> like, I should have gone to a park or, you know, like, I I don't exercise like I used to no. either. Just because of the kid and everything. Right. But like even a part of me was like and I mean it's something that would have lasted maybe two whole minutes. But I was like, nah, I could go for a run. <laughs> but then I like just full on was like, What are you doing? Like yeah. you would never yeah. you wouldn't make it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I could have said the movie theater too, probably. Yeah, I mean Yeah. But I mean I, I went and saw uh we were talking about this before we started, I went and saw Nope. Nope. Uh, the new Jordan Peele movie. Which I, uh, I I quite enjoyed. Uh, it is a visually spectacular movie. Um, right. I haven't. I, there there have been a few. It's funny because I I guess the the older I get, the the less I'm like, well, did I like it or not? And like spending time like breaking down yeah actual portions of what's going on in the movie. And like this is now the second movie in a row that I've seen in theaters where. I didn't necessarily like it as a whole, but I was able to kind of pull things uh, from what was actually on screen to where was it was the other like, one? Uh, the new Thor movie. Ah, see, I still, I don't... I feel the same way right there. I it, haven't it's, seen it. it. it it's, I, I, said this on, I said this on an episode of Timbip, but I had so much fun with the movie itself just because it was like a, it was a good way to kind of kill a couple hours but <laughs> like the the conceit of the whole movie and the way that they just kind of i don't know I, there's there's a quote from i think actually Chris Hemsworth where he said that a lot of times the story was sacrificed for the sake of jokes oh yeah. in the movie and like i i feel that i definitely feel that for yeah. sure um Christian Bale is a phenomenal capital A actor. Of course, that's nothing new yeah. that anybody's saying, but definitely a highlight of the movie. Natalie Portman can act when she wants to. <laughs> when she feels compelled to put her best foot forward. Was she not but... feeling that in that movie? No, I think she actually did a great job. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought she oh. did pretty good, too. Yeah, I was I was very surprised with her performance, but you know, uh, overall kind of a C-plus, B-minus movie, and I probably would give Nope around like a B, B to B plus. Okay, that's still not bad. Though. Yeah, no, I mean I I still had a really good time with it, and yeah. um, it, it's not really been until over the 
eventually we'll get to bourbon. But <laughs> it's not really been until over the past couple of years that I've started to be a horror movie fan. Oh, okay. horror movie fan. And it, it, it just, the, the Jordan Peele movies were an early way for me to kind of get into could you count that those genre. as horror movies or thrillers? Uh, does it, does that not fall under the same umbrella? I don't. Maybe the same umbrella, but like a different leg. Yeah, that's, like, that's like fair. It, yeah, I think yeah. horror. I think you know Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, same. Man, you know, straight up like slashers, like Scream and stuff like that. But I because I, I Get Out suspense was really good. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. But Us was good also. I, I see. I actually like Us better than I do Get Out. Yeah, a lot of people are the other way around. I don't think I saw us. Us was like the where the, yeah, the was so good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh, it was, was so was good. good. I'll have to watch that one. There, there was a. There's one particular scene. There's a character who's given a monologue mm-hmm. in us, and I just, I just sat there and just kind of like tensed up <laughs> and like just felt very not nervous, but just like, just like going. Oh, yeah. Like, this is special. Like, <laughs> this is a movie. Yeah. And, like, just feeling all of those things kind of come together. And it wasn't just, um, it was Lupita Nyong'o's character in the movie. Um, but it wasn't, it wasn't just her. It was the, the framing and the, just the tenseness of it all, yeah. the, the atmosphere of the movie itself and, like, everything leading up to it. I was just, I was so engulfed in it and like that that was just kind of like th- there's that 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 sense I think I might have talked about this yet what's today Saturday mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Eric and I recorded yesterday um and I think I I was talking about this in regards to horror movies but like where I didn't watch him really until I was you know like an adult mm-hmm. I kind of had that that fear of like, oh, maybe it's going to like mess with me and I'm not going to be able to sleep. And yeah. like, I'm going to have to, you know, just, you know, it's just going to be mm-hmm. a whole thing. And then like, I just got into it and I was like, never mind. That's <laughs> 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 not, it's not that big a deal. And so like, I just appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't get like nervous or anything with it. Not that, you know, as adults, we really right, and then, do much of that. But anyway, that's how my day's been. <laughs> this is a very long way. This is how I go, though. As I, I get asked a question. It's like, what else can I talk all about right. in the meantime? It's all it's good, right, man. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, thanks so much for having me, too. Right. Oh, no problem. Yeah. No problem. You're, you're a busy individual. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you're not kidding. You're not kidding. Um, I'm, I'm happy that I finally... You know, and I, I finally was able to just be like, oh, here is a free weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to carve this time out. <laughs> oh, happy late birthday, like, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, uh, I turned 29 on this oh, past Sunday. You're so, so young. <laughs> I don't get to say that that much. So <laughs> many, so, you know, I, I, it's funny because I, I am one of the youngest bourbon podcasters oh, out nice. there. Um I mean, I started. Uh, I started when I was twenty-four. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. So, that, it, I mean, that was an undertaking in and of itself yeah. to just be like, <laughs> "Do I even know what I'm talking about here?" <laughs> and I mean, it, it took a long time for me to even feel confident. I was gonna say, regard. like, how'd you even but, prepare for that? Did you go like, you know how they got those books I, all about bourbon, all that <laughs> stuff. You know, I, 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 I didn't. Okay. I was gonna say, did you just wing it? No, I mean, I uh, I was already like enjoying because I mean, like at that point there was, um, 
it was basically like it's bourbon night, mm-hmm. the podcast, bourbon pursuit, uh, whiskey cast, and that was about it in terms of like you know big mm-hmm. whiskey content producers. Yeah, um, I think Whiskey Tribe was around at that point too, but they're much smaller than they are now. And so, I I had this kind of moment where I was like, you know, I could fill a little bit of a gap in this market. Yeah. And I could also bring a perspective and an excitement for something that is so much considered to be like grandpa's drink, Mm -hmm. grandpa's community and everything. And so I was already having just like bourbon nights and bourbon conversations and everything. I got to know Chad and Sarah from it's bourbon night before I did. I started this is my bourbon podcast. And so it just was kind of a natural next step to, at that point, be kind of productive with it okay. and do something yeah. that, you know, I could actually, I could actually show for <laughs> instead of just hanging out with guys and sharing drinks and everything yeah. and trying to get each other to try specific bourbons and, and whatnot. But it, uh, it, it was, it was definitely a, a learning curve, especially being that young yeah. And trying to, you know, get into everything. How'd you meet Chad and Sarah? Um, I so I was I was watching them for probably about six I think I think truly like the first six months that they were around on YouTube. Nice. And there was I think it was the Friday of the Lexington Comic Con in 2017 and I uh, they they were doing some kind of live stream on their Facebook page and Chad was working for the production company at the time that was doing all of like their you know video and media Mm -hmm. and everything for that event and he was on a live stream on their on their Facebook page chatting with somebody and I I commented in the you know in the comment section I was like holy crap it's Chad from It's Bourbon Night. Yeah. I was I think I might have been the first person to recognize them. <laughs> and it, I was like oh my gosh Chad I'm going to be at I'm going to be at uh Comic-Con tomorrow and so we met up and chatted and I got a picture with him and everything nice. like he was a big celebrity. <laughs> I'm sure that that really helped his ego out for sure. But um we uh we just kind of stayed in touch for a little while. There was an episode that they had put out not too long after that where they and I think that they were probably kidding more than anything, but they were like, "Hey, if you're around Lexington and you're having a bourbon night, reach out to us, let us know, and we'll try to come and I had one planned for like the week after. I was like, "Do you guys want to come hang out and drink some <laughs> drink some bourbon?" Sure enough, they did, and um, I talked to him about it afterwards, and I was like, "Did did you feel like you were about to get murdered? <laughs> <laughs> like, did you did you think that this was going to go the way that you had?" And, and they were like, "No, we were very very nervous about <laughs> it. We were really nervous. Um, we had a great time. Um, after that, I got to film a couple of uncorkings with them. I've you know just maintained a great relationship." With those two, I went to their wedding. Nice. <laughs> Back nice. in 2019, before the world shut down. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it, it was. They're they're like my 
my big brother and sister in in the bourbon in world. Bourbon. You know? Yeah. But I I have a I have a few of those too. And I think that there there were a lot of people who saw me and what I was doing and they're like, we need to kind of shelter this guy. <laughs> like we need to make sure that he's taken care of. And yeah. um Will and Grease from the podcast uh were two more. John from Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Um just they all it, I, I was very quickly just kind of accepted into the community. And um, like I said, you know, it was a, a very small subsection of, of podcasters that were doing it yeah. at the time. So it was it was pretty easy to kind of slot myself. Yeah. And now it seems like there's a that. whole bunch of out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's not that like I've had this conversation multiple times really this year. But the the thing becomes like, what are you adding to the whole game? Yeah. Right. And it it it's like you have to kind of step back and be very conscientious of that and make sure that you know it you're not just wasting your time. And, <laughs> you know, because like I mean that is a, a genuine thing that you have to think about is like what am I doing? Yeah. Like is this worth it, you know, for me to sit down for a few hours a week and have conversations and have to edit and promote and have just communication with people all the time too. And I, I don't, I don't know. I think that like, I'm not, I'm not necessarily like jaded on the whole thing, but I, I do have a a much less, I don't know, a, a, a much less, open-minded point of view i i suppose than i did when i first started you know again like a lot of that is just i've been doing this for almost five years and (laughs) there i've seen so many podcasts come and go for one reason or another but you know uh, the the biggest thing you can do is just put your best foot forward and hit record and go for it though yeah that's what that's what everybody says just go for it yeah absolutely how do you keep yourself relevant like how do you keep yourself from i guess getting sick and tired of it and how you keep it new for yourself i mean well i'm i'm really fortunate that (laughs) this this is kind of a counterintuitive thing i would say but i'm really fortunate that i have had a lot of variety with the co-hosts that i've had since i started um i'm now on my fourth (laughs) <laughs> uh, I had two guys who were still in school with me at the time when I started. Was it two or was it three? Well, there were two. There were two guys who started with me yeah. initially, Curtis and Tanner. Okay, um, we were all graphic designers or studying graphic design in school, and so you know we would just get together and drink bourbon yeah. or go to the bar after class and you know, like commiserating about our professors and whatnot. <laughs> but. That kind of petered out a little bit. Tanner had to move on to other things. Curtis stuck around. Um, Swan, who I think is probably the longest running co-host and was another guy that I I went to college with, um, hopped in for a good chunk of time. Uh, I'd say probably about two years if I'm doing my math right. But he moved up to Indiana for not, was it a year? It was about a year. I don't remember. Time time has no meaning <laughs> since since the pandemic, <laughs> right? But 
he uh, he moved away, and I I needed to find somebody else, and I'm currently with uh, the Whiskey Mutant. Yeah, who's Eric Smith? Uh, I'm sure people know who he is, but he uh, brings a lot of energy and a lot of you know just just something new. Kind of makes me feel a little bit more comfortable in my own skin, right. mm-hmm. and gives me the opportunity to do what makes Timbip so unique as it is. Because I mean, at at the core of it, we have a lot of these conversations, and we have a lot of these thoughts, and we do the research and the collecting and all of this with bourbon because we're we're bourbon nerds. Yeah. And I mean, like you know, it wasn't until our for some of us me included early 20s other no. people late 30s, 30s early 30s you know whatever that they really kind of got into the collecting side of it but you know i was just surrounded by people who were already collecting it and i was also just a collector in general no. beforehand and a massive nerd and <laughs> i was like i just want to i want to get into this and um you know he gives me the opportunity to just show myself more for who I am, but at the same time, and like, it's a little bit tangential, but I always say I'm a very, what you see is what you get person. Yeah. Like I'm not putting on for the podcast. I'm not sitting here trying to be like, we're the most important podcast (laughs) in the world. (laughs) My, my opinion is the only thing that matters because it's just not the way it is. You know, life gets really boring. If you feel that way Mm -hmm. anyway, or you, you go through, you know, your day to day thinking that. So, I, I don't know. I it's it's a mix between surrounding myself with good people who have good intentions mm-hmm. for my my content and um, my my goals and my outlook with things regarding the podcast. But it's also just staying true to who I am and you know yeah. what I put forth in the podcast in the first place. So yeah. I think I got there. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I good, think I did. Yeah. I think all I did. Good, all good. Well, hey, yeah. before we start talking again, yeah, like I said, I'm straight stealing a page right out of your book, <laughs> and we're gonna what? Fly blonde? Yeah, yeah. flying blind. Fly blonde. So um, <clears throat> I just dropped my phone. Look oh. how professional I am. Well, hey, as long as you didn't drop it into the glass. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, as I know for a fact that you've had one of these. Okay. But cool. then the other one you haven't. So fantastic. Um. We're going to go Matt Madness here, or... Sorry, I think my mic's sagging a little. So, I don't know, Perry, man, since you've, uh... I guess you've been drinking bourbon longer than I have. I, I want to know... <laughs> That's like, really not that long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I didn't drink bourbon with any kind of seriousness until I was really, like, 21. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't party during high school. I didn't, you know, yeah. go out and slam Natty Lights with... <laughs> friends or anything it was right. just nothing i had any interest in yeah. and even even still like drinking is just really it's more for relaxation and sharing than yeah. it is yeah. anything so i say y'all but, seem to really respect the the spirit that it is it's important yeah it's important and it, it's it's not just a respect for the spirit it's a respect for your relationship with it mm-hmm. you know like i had to and that this is something again that I've talked about a lot, but it's also something that I'm still kind of having to reevaluate post pandemic, but trying to figure out what my relationship with bourbon is in a more, you know, day to day setting, as opposed to like, you know, when we were at home, not doing anything for 
eight months and it was like, well, it's two in the afternoon. I may as well have a drink, (laughs) you know, and like trying to cut back on that and just being very, being very aware and, and careful and safe. And like, you know, a big, big part of that too was I became a dad during the pandemic. Oh. And so not that I was like getting blackout drunk all the, all the time, but right. there, there was a part of me that said, you know, I, I want to be able to remember a lot of what I, my, my daughter is experiencing right. and a lot of, you know, the memories that we're, we're making together. And I mean, it's, it's been, it's all been for the better, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just part of it, man. Growing up and growing up quickly <laughs> and having to change your outlooks and, the the perspective you have on things as simple as brown brown liquor <laughs> but boy howdy do i enjoy me some though let me tell you so when you when you're approaching a bourbon what do you what do you look for what do you try to notice in it there there are i i, I guess like man i haven't broken this down in a long time oh, okay. amos <laughs> are we allowed to use Earl's real names on the podcast? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we really honestly just use Moose and Baby Bubble at the yeah, beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair it's enough. And Jeff, so. um, I, I guess there's kind of three main things that I, I look at. Boy, I, I'm definitely going to be burying myself. A, Hold on, nose palette finish? Good. Nose palette finish price is <laughs> how we review things, but even still, I mean, it, it's it's the minutia of each of those that I, that go into actually rating and, and scoring bourbons and whiskeys. But um, the nose, I t- typically my first thing that I pay attention to is how much of the grain can I pick up on. Mm-hmm. Typically, you know, typically, if it's not a lot, it's got to be an older product, yeah. maybe at least four years old. Um, once I get to the sipping portion of it still kind of paying attention to the grain but moving a little bit more towards those traditional bourbon notes the flavors that you typically get that are imparted from the oak uh and then the i mean the value the price of it i think is you know such a big factor anymore especially as we're recessing in this country but sounds so professional it's you know what though it's so (laughs) not it's so not professional because like and and this is a blessing and a curse because it it was something that I wasn't really considering a whole lot of. But when Eric came onto the podcast, you know he he's so focused on not focused on I guess, but he's so in tune with like sweets and mm-hmm. uh, snack cakes and stuff like that because that's what he does a lot of his pairings yeah. with. And so he's always got these desserts and things that he's comparing yeah. noses and palates to. And so like that kind of takes some of the some of the importance off of it, I guess. Yeah. Or some of that feeling of like, well, everything that I say is there's no, I mean, we're not, we're not going, I love him to death, but we're not going Fred Minnick marzipan notes or anything (laughs) because, you know, it's very much a a big thing about being relatable. Yeah. Too. Because, you know, a lot of what you enjoy with bourbon is the things that you remember you know, right. based on your your senses, right, and whatnot. But anyway, doesn't seem to be super young. Um, I would have to say eight to ten years old. 
I don't know which one he has. So I, don't know. I went. I went just left to right. A, a and B. Be, we should be drinking the same one. Right, yeah, yeah, I went left. So. So. And that's just the nose. I mean, I haven't even gotten to drinking it All yet. Right. Um, seems like there's a lot of proof on it, but I'm also terrible with proof. I've come to, <laughs> I've come to discover recently. So. Anyway, I'll say cheers, guys. Thank nice. you. All, thank yes, you all sir. again for having no me. Yes, sir. Oh wow, it's good. Pretty dang good. It's like a, it's like creme brulee on the finish. Hmm. I just had at OBC Kitchen here in Lexington. Oh yeah. Um, I think it was last year's. King of Kentucky mm-hmm. release. This reminds me a lot of that. But I feel like it's throwing me off. I feel like it's recency bias. <laughs> mm, it's not screaming Heaven Hill. It's not really screaming Knob Creek or Jim Beam. You know, I would go, I would actually kind of say it might be a Brown Foreman product. No, you want me to tell you now? You want me to tell you after you drink this next one? I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me after the this next one. All right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the mystery alive, as it were. All right. All right. Did you grab your next one? Let me see yours real quick. We, yes. should, we should all be drinking the same one if we grabbed it at all. Yeah. We're, we're, we're correct, so. I mean, I grabbed what. How I had it? Uh, yeah. Okay, I okay. grabbed what was less than. <clears throat> also, you know, what I had less of, in, or more of in the glass, I suppose. Okay. This one doesn't smell as strong. It doesn't, does yeah. it? A lot of a lot of wood, a lot of ethanol. There's a little bit of like baking spices, a little bit of like confectionery sugar too, like a sugar cookie maybe. Mm. See, I, I, I never get sweets like that. <laughs> yeah. You've been hanging out with Eric too long. I have, but <laughs> yeah, I I have to kind of like recalibrate. My my tasting notes too. I've heard you at times. Like, chocolate lava cake. I'm like, what the heck? I never get chocolate. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that is that is all direct influence from from Eric. But I, uh, yeah, I I try to take a little bit more time with it and break it down just a bit more. But I smell brown sugar, hundred percent. Yeah, but I always get that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one better. Oh. That's Heaven Hill. That's got that snickerdoodle thing that I always pick up with with Elijah Craig. That's good. Yeah. Do me a favor. Pick up the bottom or that glass that you just had and then tell me what's on the bottom of it. H-H? H-H. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not Heaven Hill. Oh, okay. It's not Heaven Hill. They're both new riff. Really? The first one is your barrel pick from the... The Bourbon Weekend. Yeah. And then this one here that you're holding now is Happy Hours uh, Barrel Pick. No kidding. Out in Nicholasville. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's got Peter Griffin on it. Mm. And they call it Peter New Riffin. <laughs> or Peter Riffin. Peter Riffin. So. <clears throat> Man, that that had me fully <laughs> convinced that that was a, like a Elijah Craig single barrel. Barrel proof kind of deal. Man, that's good though. <laughs> What's your proof? Do you remember? Uh, 106.4. Nice. And the only reason I remember that 
is because it was the exact same proof as the first new riff pick that we did. Just so happened to be yeah. the exact same proof. <laughs> I, I was I was shocked when I when we got the email or whatever saying that that was what the the proof was. But um, I also haven't had ours in a little while. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I like that second one better. Man, that's still so good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can pick them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had your wilderness trail one also. Oh yeah, that was good. Oh yeah, yeah the yeah. the picking, picking in the rain. In the rain. Yeah. yeah, man, that one was good. So you all got the the eight year, right? So yeah, the eight I, year we haven't opened it yet. It's still at the house chilling. I haven't man. opened it yet. I I don't know that <clears throat> that stuff. It comes over here. It seems to disappear. You know what I mean. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Yeah. I also brought a few things too, but I'll let them, I'll let them mingle for, uh, yeah, just kind of simmer for, well. for a little bit, but you know, yeah. but yeah, no, um, what was it I say to you? Five years, your people with, out of your, your four different co-hosts that you had. Oh no. No, 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 no. I want to know, I want to know what, how'd I word it? What all have you learned from them? From each individual from each one. one. Like, what what has each one taught you? Man. <laughs> I know it's probably a lot to think no, about. No, no, but it, it's it's one of those things that I I think I I know the answers to, but I have to kind of step back and realize, like, where those, those thought processes that I have. Yeah. Uh, where I where I attribute them to from Tanner, I had to learn to stay committed to things I say yes to. Mm-hmm. From Curtis, I learned that it's okay to be really excited about things that you love, right? Because for a long time his his thing was seventeen ninety two, um, small batch, and he was just so all about it. And like his tastes have changed since since then and everything, but like that he was just so in love with it and like so unapologetically. Oh really? Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so it just kind of gave me that encouragement to be like, why can't I? Why can't I be that way too? <laughs> um, Swan taught me to always kind of take things to the next level with knowledge um, and to be inquisitive about products and origins and, you know, expanding my understanding outside of just, you know, the things that I normally drink, like bourbons and rice. Right, right. um, From Eric, I learned to keep whiskey fun. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because... You know, we we're in such a weird period right now where everybody is so serious about, about everything, everything. about everything, yeah. and so serious about bourbon. And you know, it's it's nothing that is like entirely new with bourbon, because I mean that you can tell from you know Facebook groups and secondary market yeah. and you know all these things from the past six or seven years that have become so second nature to us with bourbon that you you just kind of forget at times that like 
bourbon is still a luxury item. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, it's nothing that, yeah. it, as much as we like to kid ourselves, but, like, it's nothing that we couldn't survive without. Yeah. It's not, no. it's not food. It's not water. It's not homeostasis or, yeah. you know, human affection or anything. It's, it's literally something that we have all taken the time and money and effort to, you know, make a part of our lives. But if it just disappeared a hundred percent tomorrow, we would literally just keep chugging along. Yeah. Like there's, there's <laughs> yeah. nothing about it that like, I mean, aside from like a, you know, an industrial standpoint and, you know, it would, you know, right. be catastrophic for Kentucky's economy or everything. Mm. But like, as far as, you know, if we're just breaking it down to like the consumer level, yeah. I mean, it, it just could, it could be gone yeah. right. and we would just be like, all right, yeah. cool. Guess well, I'll drink, uh, drink gin now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Is that the way you go? Would you go to gin or would you go rum? Would you go to the other brown spirit? Um, it depends on my, my day. Depends yeah. on my mood. Um, I said this on a podcast recently, but I'm a much more equal opportunity drinker than Eric or Swan are, which by the way, I, I should have said this earlier. Swan has now moved back to Kentucky and he's actually back on the podcast for at least a little while. He's moving up to Covington for a job no. um, in a, in a few weeks, but he's definitely going to be around a lot more. If anybody's listening to the podcast and you stop listening because Swan wasn't on anymore. Well, he's, he's back, back on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been on the last two. I listened to. Yeah, he's not on this coming week just because there were extenuating circumstances and everything. No. But um kind of lost my train of thought. Um I don't know. I've completely lost that. <laughs> oh, I know what I know what it was. Sorry, sorry. Uh no, it was about being an equal opportunity drinker. And it, it's not that like it, it's a whatever gets me drunk. Yeah. kind of deal it's yeah. just like i enjoy a variety of different things yeah. and it very much depends on what i'm in the mood for and everything but at the same time like i don't limit myself to like really bold spicy rise in the winter or stouts when it's getting colder right. or you know it's got to be bourbon on the rocks in the summer i just whatever i'm in the mood for right, yeah. like i'll get in the pool i'll go on the beach with a neat room temperature pour of bourbon yeah like that's just that's just how I roll, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going, hey, I've, I, you know, extenuating circumstances. I've got to change everything about yeah. the what I enjoy. And my wife just doesn't understand it. She's like, how on earth do you go to the beach or in this hot climate and drink <laughs> neat, bourbon. neat bourbon? And I'm like, I, it's just how, it's just how yeah. it goes. Yeah. Like, it's I just, just I enjoy it. that, you know? I'll drink a couple beers and then switch over to bourbon. Yeah. But, you know, in the meantime, I'm just... I'm here for a good time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially on vacation. God, I'm such an idiot sometimes. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, you know, just shut up, man. Shut up. They get it. <laughs> my mouth moves faster than my brain does sometimes, for for sure. That's, you're only 29 once, I guess. Exactly. You say whatever you want. Yeah. I'd as rather. Long as, as long as it's not to your wife. Well, yeah. hey. My wife is a saint, man. Yeah. I, I if, I'll I'll brag on her for a minute, but we uh we were high school sweethearts. Oh, nice. uh, we started we started dating the week before our senior year, uh which was actually the day before my 17th birthday. Oh wow. So, we've been together for 12 years. Holy uh damn. married for 6, got our first baby and everything. And 
I I just could not ask for a better life partner. You know, nice. we were for for a good portion of of our life. I mean, like I I would argue, you know, some of the most important informative years. We were kind of able to grow up together. Yeah, you know, yeah. just figure things out together, and like we were already so we we knew very early on that like we were supposed to be together. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that in mind, we were just like, okay, well, let's let's do everything together then. Let's figure out how to pay bills and let's figure out what we need to do to sustain ourselves and live and, nice. you know, all of those. It, it's never been like a... There, you know, one of us makes a decision without talking to the other right. about it. Like... It's it's always just been a very easy is a is a word for it. It's not exactly the word that I'm looking for, but um, copacetic relationship, I suppose. Yeah. Just we we just function so well with each other, and um, yeah, I'm very very fortunate. I'm very very blessed nice. to have this incredible rock of of a person. Yeah. Um, to keep me grounded and. Um, so you don't find that most these days, mm-hmm. right out of high school. No, yeah, no. no. I, and, you know, it. again, like I said, we we knew very early on that we were going to be together and we were supposed to be together and yep. for better or worse and whatever. And we actually spent our first year of college uh, three hours apart oh, from wow. each other. How was so, that? Terrible. Yeah. God, it was, one <laughs> of the, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and... Part of that was I I didn't have a whole lot of friends uh, mm. my first few years of college. Um, and I did say first few because I went to undergrad for seven years. Uh, and right now I'm a stay-at-home dad. Nice. So <laughs> uh, that's kind of my journey through, through all this. But, um, yeah, those those first few years I was very isolated and I, I was the the most depressed I think I've ever been the most anxious I've ever been yeah. and like that was when sorry to get deeper than <laughs> all good, we had man. originally intended but <laughs> like that was that was the first time I went to therapy mm. seriously and consistently and um still medicated and still going to therapy and still like it, it's it's one of those things where and we've we've done a couple of campaign fundraisers in the past with the podcast for uh Movember which oh, is yeah you know, men's health and men's mental health. And, um, it's just something that's so integral to who I am as a person, but it's also something that just nobody talks about. No, even, even still, like when we say we got to talk about it, we got to be open and serious about it. And we've got to make sure that we're taking care of each other and that we break down those, those walls of like what has traditionally meant. It has traditionally meant to be a man in everything. And like, we just we just have to be more open yeah. with with each other and you know caring and um i i had to reevaluate some of that with myself again for the first time in a while yeah not too long ago cuz i was kind of i i was kind of hitting a low point and i was so my my life was basically just get up take care of my daughter do a podcast thing during the day maybe mm-hmm. And then go to sleep. Yeah. And so it was basically just kind of coasting through things. 
And so, I mean, I was, I, I had hit a pretty low point yeah. and I had started feeling more depressed than I had since I was in college. Um, or about the, about the same. And somehow, grace of God, universe, whatever it is. <laughs> and I, I mean this in the best way possible. And it, it sounds really horrible, but I just happened to stumble across this video on Facebook that this woman had shared. Um, she and her husband had, had two daughters. He was best friends with their oldest daughter. And he committed suicide. Mm. And she was trying to show people just the impact that that decision had yeah. on their family. And she got a lot of flack for it. But she shared a video of her daughter, their oldest daughter, screaming and crying, saying, Daddy, Daddy, I want Daddy to hold me. Where's right. Daddy? I miss Daddy. And yeah. just going through the, the thick of it. And mm. I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I, I can't even bring myself to think about what that life would be like if if I were to make that that choice, that right. decision. And, and you know, there's, again, such a stigma around suicide and, and mental health and everything. And um, but it's, it's, it's rough, man, Yeah, you know, and being a dad is the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life, but simultaneously the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Oh, man. I'm easily a much better person for being a dad than I, you know, yeah. especially a dad to a girl. Oh yeah. yeah. Friggin' changes your entire <laughs> outlook on, on life, man. It It's like, I, I never was that I was always kind of laid back. I was like, you know, she can, you know, she makes decisions, you know, high school, that's, you know, her choice and everything. But then like over the past few months, I've been like, nope, (laughs) nope. (laughs) You are not going to dress like that. You are not going to talk to boys and you are absolutely not going to have sex until you're, you know, at least in college. (laughs) And I was just like, you know, like it's that, that very quick mental yeah. mental shift that you you know you don't even realize has hit until you're a, a dad to a friggin' baby girl that yeah. is just the light of your life and yeah. <laughs> right. and everything but hey b- bourbon <laughs> <laughs> sorry i have to i have to recenter myself every now and then too yeah, man three of my closest friends have been fathers to girls and and my boss is a father to well is going to be a father to a girl yeah and uh And um, all three of them has had their life flipped. Yeah, no, yeah, because of girls. And one of them has two girls, and he's like the best girl dad ever. Like he'll let them put bows in his hair and makeup (laughs) on them, and he he gets down there and he's all interactive with them and everything. And I'm just like, what are you gonna do? That ain't gonna happen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you just kind of have to. You have to roll with the punches and, you know, I, I didn't ever see myself as a, a girl dad before, no. yeah. before I got thrown into it. And then I was like, yeah, all right, <laughs> cool. Whatever, whatever happens, happens, man. Yeah. But you guys want to try something I brought? Absolutely. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, are you interested in a cigar? I, I'm going to pass tonight okay. on a okay. cigar. I appreciate it. I thought I'd at least offer it to you. No, no, no. I've, I've heard I, I y'all talk it. on the podcast about them. And I, I love cigars. Yeah. But 
it's it's always like a am I am I really in the mood for it right right now and um I used to smoke cigars a lot yeah, yeah. I mean a few times I say a few times a week I know there are a lot of people who smoke them like every day and everything yeah. and it's like eh, I had to, it was another thing like during the pandemic and everything right gotcha I had to I had to cut back um so I I went on a theme okay I've actually Ooh. I've actually got a third bottle for the theme Uh-oh. oh wow um, they're all dusties. Okay. Okay. Or dusty ears. So, do you want to go like oldest to newest? Probably. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess I'll drink this. Take one. care. Take care of something. Real quick. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this was a bottle. That was left over at our uh, our meetup weekend, oh. over Memorial Day weekend. Uh, our buddy John from the Embellished Podcast, uh, whom I did a three hour episode with a few months ago, um, he uh, he left this behind. Uh, Eighty six proof, I believe it's about eight years old. Nineteen seventy five Beam. Oh wow. Seventy-five bean. Have you guys had much experience with dusty bourbons? No, not that old anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, no, not, not at all. We're just getting started. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are moving up closer to your end, but this is a this is a pretty fantastic pour. Yeah, smells uh strong. Smells strong. A little musty, a little dusty. Yeah. 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 Musty, a little dusty. All right. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what we got here. Ooh. Oh, oh. Let it breathe a little bit. It smells. Yeah. I always kind of have to go for the Matt Porter swirl. Yeah. Too. <laughs> you know Matt Porter, right? The America. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Port, man, Porter's a good buddy of mine, too. Is he? Yeah. Nice. It, it, before he ever did ADHD whiskey, he was ADHD fishing <laughs> on, on social media. And he started this thing. Um, it was the, the Beagle Rare Beagle bottle Rare. project. Uh, it was like an infinity bottle project and went around to a bunch of bourbon influencers and yeah. whatnot. And it it was getting to the point where it was coming to me. I was like, Matt, why don't you come to a podcast with me? Yeah. We can record it remotely or, you know, you can come hang out. At that point, he lived in Wisconsin, I think. And he made the drive in just so he could do the episode nice. wow. with me. Like he seems like a real cool dude. He really is. Yeah, he does. He's, he's fantastic. And, um... You know, it, it was it was that first it was the first big project that I was a part of where I felt like I was a part of the the bourbon tube, the whiskey tube community, the bourbon yeah. influencers and everything. And so like I wanted to show my my respect and I wanted to show that I really cared about the fact that he went so far as to include me and yeah. stuff. He's since gone on to be a much bigger bourbon influencer than <laughs> I'm even close to to being. But the the way that it was all going to end was it was going to go to Dixon Deadman. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be with Kentucky Owl. 
of course. Um, and Dixon was going to, like, create the final blend. He was going to add something to it. And that was going to be the, the little cherry on top yeah. for this thing that we had all created together. And so um, Matt has just huge, huge respect for for Dixon. And, you know, we we all do and, and love the guy to death. And um, they come from very similar backgrounds. But the, the difference is that Dixon has been fortunate enough to keep his families. His, they're, they're in alive their bed and breakfast alive matt's family unfortunately wasn't able to and so he felt this really deep connection with dixon mm-hmm. which i didn't even know no. before matt came in i was just trying to be a nice host and you know do something nice for him right and so i texted dixon one day and i was like hey initially the plan was for him to come on the podcast when matt was in town oh yeah um initially dixon i wanted to come around and sit down with us Turned out he wasn't going to be able to. Somebody's birthday in their family, and so I was like, "Okay, I'll come to you." Yeah. So I drove to Harrodsburg. I sat down at the Beaumont Inn with Dixon, recorded for about thirty minutes, and he slid a bottle of Kentucky Owl <coughs> across the table to me, and he goes, "This is for Matt." Nice. This is for Matt. Show him how. Yeah. All of this, how much all of this means to us, and Matt lost it. Yeah. I mean, just absolutely broke down crying and was just so grateful. And, you know, at the time he was, uh, he was only, he was like a, he was a public transport bus driver too. And so he was not feeling great about where he was in life and everything. And, um, he said, you know, he, this, particular bottle was something that he was always going to strive for and would have around, you know, for a special moment and yeah. he was going to crack it for a special moment. Nice. So it was just, it's, it's nice to, you know, kind of be a part of like, even, even not just with like putting out content, just being a part of those relationships yeah. within bourbon and whiskey tube. Yeah. Within all, all of that. Y'all are close but, niche people. Weird, weirdly enough, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, and they're all y'all are all over the country, yeah. And but you seem like you're like buddies. Like <laughs> I mean, have it's, you met the bourbon junkies? Yeah, have you? Yeah, okay. I met. Well, okay, I met Dan. Okay, I, I didn't get uh, so at uh, Whiskey Weekend. I which I, is what uh, that's the podcast. Grease, Will and Grease, yeah. Um, Down in Tennessee, right? Yeah, they're they're from Franklin, which is about thirty minutes south of uh, of Nashville. Okay. Um, first two years they they had whiskey weekend at the Beaumont Inn. Uh, last two they've had it at um, the Galt House up in Louisville. Okay. So oh, past okay. couple of years I I didn't attend, um, just because I was like, I can't take that much time away from the kid. And, right. Um, you know, last year we were still a little wary of COVID and everything. Yeah. We want to make sure that we didn't pass it on to the baby and whatnot. Yeah. Um. Did you and your wife have COVID? Yeah, we both have it now. Oh, really? Have had it now. Yeah. We both have. What a great way for me to tell you. You know, <laughs> I shouldn't be it. here. Yeah, hey. we actually we're suffering right now. <laughs> no, we um, we we think we've had it both at least once. Okay. Um, we definitely had it earlier in the year, uh, around February, and we were super super careful. Yeah. I mean, incredibly careful during the pandemic. Because she was pregnant, oh, <laughs> yeah. we found oh, out okay. we found out she was pregnant a month before everything shut down. Oh man! 
and we told was scary. it was terrifying. Yeah. yeah, it was really really scary, man. And we we told my parents uh, that she was pregnant on March 11th, which was the night that Trump had his big speech mm-hmm. where he got he thought he was cut off on PBS, and he went okay. <laughs> I don't know why it, that sticks out to me so much, but it's such a funny moment. Um, but where he was kind of laying out, like, you know, what it was going to be like and, and everything. And so that was like the last big thing that we did. It was also my sister's birthday. Oh. And so we had gone out for dinner and we came back to their house for cake and presents and whatnot. My mom and dad's house and uh, my family was there and we told them. And that was, yeah, that was the last thing before COVID really COVID started did. taking off. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we were we were basically home the entire time. Yeah. Um, I was able to get a couple of remote jobs during that period, and um, she was doing so. My mom owns a, a golly, I'm going on so many different things. Yeah, you're good, man. <laughs> yeah. My my mom right. owns a, a pet care service, so oh, sweet. My my wife was doing a lot of work for her. She still does a lot of work for her too, yeah. um, but just kind of keep money rolling in, yeah, and whatnot. Um, yeah, man, it was so scary with a baby on yeah. the way yeah. during all that. And, uh, I was only able to go to two appointments before, before she, before delivery. Oh yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, we went to the one where we got those first, uh, ultrasounds mm-hmm. and then the one where they show us like the 4d scan oh, yeah, yeah. of the face. Yeah. Oh, wow. That was it. Before, <laughs> before she went into labor, I mean that was months apart. Yeah, from from oh, each yeah. other. Um, so that was kind of I was kind of disappointed and like, you know, that was something I felt was kind of taken away from me. Yeah. During that period, but it it is what it is. <laughs> but um, so circling back, I. Yes, I, I met Dan from the Bourbon Junkies uh, at Whiskey Weekend very briefly, mm-hmm. um, but like, yeah, we're we are so weirdly close with with each other. Like all of us, just yeah. like we recognize each other and we chat with each other, and like when if <laughs> I don't I don't mean this in like a mean way, like we're always talking about people, but if like <laughs> you you thought that there was a group chat with a bunch of like whiskey tubers, yeah. you're a hundred percent right. <laughs> yeah. Like there, there are a lot of us that, that chat very frequently. Um, and it's, it's not even to be like, can you believe this guy or this guy or whatever? <laughs> and it's just like, you know, checking in on each other. And like, we don't always talk about bourbon. Right. You all have the bourbon judge. Are, are you friends with the bourbon judge? Have you seen that guy? I do not know the bourbon judge. Uh, no. He's a guy up in Chicago. I think I like him. <laughs> I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I do know who he is, and it's know, just there's so many at yeah, this point that it's yeah, like I don't even much. really. I, I know the Whiskey Mountain girl. Oh, Adriana. Yeah, yeah, she's she, wonderful, and she's newer ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, but I thought Bourbon Judge was new too. But he's, I think he's been around for two years, but just now getting bigger. Yeah. So, but I found him around the same time I found her, but I found her because she was moderating different live chats and rooms mm-hmm. for like uh, Jason C from Mash and Drum yeah. and different things like that and I was like that's cool how they use each other you know what I mean yeah. like I was like that's so cool well so. Uh, like Trev Wilson uh, the Bourbon Wrench okay. um, who is in 
Trev, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. Colorado, I think. <laughs> you might be closer than that. He, for a long time, was just known as... So, like, he has his own channel now and everything. Yeah. He was just known as the Bourbon Wrench because he was a moderator for a bunch of whiskey tubers. Oh, nice. And then it got to the point where he was like, I'm just going to start doing my own content. I'm just going to go for it and everything. Um, I mean, I was kind of the same way, not, you know, exclusively like that. But, you know, with Chad and Sarah, I was in a lot of their live streams. And I was on a a lot of their live streams, too, for a good while. I saw your old uh, Christmas song y'all did. Oh, yeah, that was a (laughs) cover of a song from Bob's Bob's Burgers. Burgers. (laughs) Yeah, man. Chad actually came to me with that idea, I think, the year prior. I think in 2020. And we were like, or maybe maybe it was the year before. I don't even remember. It just, it didn't work out initially when we had first started to sit down and, like, work on getting that together. Yeah. And then we just were like, we got to do this right now. We just got to do it. We got to sit down. We got to record this. We got to just make it fun and goofy. And he was like, can you do all the music for it? And I was like, dang it, man. (laughs) (laughs) Throw all that at me all of a sudden. I was like, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, man, that's uh, any, any kind of little collaboration like that, that I can do with, with people is just so much fun. And like, I, I try to be in as many, uh, as many chats as I can throughout the week with with live streams, but it's so difficult. Yeah, <laughs> it's so hard, man. Um, just with the baby and everything, and I just don't have the the time to. Right. Can't always break away from Coco Melon and <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mouse. I don't mind the Mickey Mouse as much as I do Coco Melon. Coco Melon makes me want to throw my head through the window. Yeah. Just because she's not watching SpongeBob, that little thing hey, man. aggravates the heck out of me. I still watch Spongebob. I was say, I still like Spongebob. <laughs> I don't my, see nothing wrong with it. My brother used to watch it all the time. I used to hate it, but he's actually, he, he grew on me yeah. eventually. I'm like, eh, or, eh, whatever he does. I, I love Spongebob. Spongebob. Yeah. That's like a, that's one of those like guilty pleasure kind of things. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Like, I don't try to admit it. But <laughs> Man, I saw something on Twitter. I know what you're saying. There was like 12 cartoons. And it said you can only pick, you could pick six, but Spongebob was on there. I was like, uh, I'm not picking him. <laughs> I, I pick like a X-Men. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gargoyles, Courage, Carrot Dog, Beetlejuice, Doug. I wouldn't pick Doug. So, something else, but I, I, I like I liked Spongebob Doug. I, I didn't love Doug, yeah. but I still have a little bit of like a sentimental attachment to, mm-hmm. to that show just because it was around when I was growing up and no. everything. Comment on this bourbon real quick. They don't make beam like this no more. Oh no, they don't. No, that's, that's, good, that's good actually. Yeah, it's real good. It's yeah. like a real, like some sort of deep fruit, dark fruit into mm-hmm. it. Maybe I like that. It's good. This it's good. This initially came from a decanter. Really? Okay. Like a lead paint decanter. Oh, okay. Sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the and the thing is, like, we we kind of run into that you know fear a little bit where we're like, oh, is it gonna are we like gonna get thing. affected? Or, Alcohol's supposed you know. to kill it, right? You know? Well, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But there is such a trace amount of lead within those decanters that it would take, I mean, so much of drinking those yeah. for that to have any kind of effect on it. Gives it, a little yeah. bit of flavor. So yeah, it's unique. You know. It's unique. <laughs> yeah. a little uh, metallic taste. Speaking of unique, Uh-oh. so this is a 
It's a birth year turkey for me. It's a 93. Nice. Um, Wild turkey tradition. This was uh, export only at the time. Uh, Non-H stated. But, uh, yeah, I actually just got this this past week. Uh, Still 101 proof. I didn't drink all that this week, by the way. Sorry. Um, Some of it did leak in in transit. Um, But, yeah, this is from a bygone era where they were vatting things in uh, cypress cypress tanks oh, wow. instead of the solid steel nice. when they were doing the fermentation and I everything. Like the, I like the bottle. Yeah, man. It's it's really unique. Yeah, it is. Now, where'd really, you get that one from? That, uh, I had a buddy up in New York, David Levine, who is the host of the Whiskey Ring podcast. He, uh, he was able to secure that for me. Got it shipped. Mm. Right it smells good. Me. Yeah, dude. That's he, sad. He loves wild turkey. I love wild dude, turkey. Dude, turkey is just about oh, my my man. favorite, man. God, I love that smell. Mm. This is quintessential going to turkey and going through a, a Rick house. Yeah. Or even, even, man, just going to their gift shop, too. Yeah. I, it, just the aroma of bourbon is so present mm. in their, their gift shop. Which, by the way, so their gift shop is closed. Yeah. Right now, right? The the big one, the nice new one. Yeah. And I do I do bourbon tourism as well. I I take people to distilleries nice. and, and everything. And I didn't know about this until a few months ago. Yeah. We um we were taking a group to uh to a local restaurant in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky, Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Heavens to Betsy. Now that's what you do, right? You Take people on yeah. distillery tours. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so I had a group when I was talking to the uh, the owner. We were talking about wild turkey, and he was like, "Yeah, that's uh, that's what you get when you hire a, an architect right out of school." <laughs> we were like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "They hired the cheapest one they could find, the cheapest architect they could find, and sure enough, it was a guy who designed everything so that over a certain amount of time." it would become structurally flawed. And they, oh, wow. they realized it right before it got to that point. Wow. And so they immediately shut down everything. Wow. Like, just as soon as they figured it out. Why would he design it like that, though? I don't know. Is I that, don't know. hire him back to fix it, man? Well, ain't nobody going to hire <laughs> him back. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that guy. <laughs> like, you jacked up the first time. You, I'm not going to hire you back. You're turkey, man. I mean, yeah. get out of here. Why yeah. I don't want Jimmy coming after me on his scooter. Shoot. And why? The, why would cool. Wild Turkey even hire the cheapest guy? They got enough money. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's come on, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, let's bl- blame old <laughs> Matty Mac for the the issues that they're having. There. I feel like it's his fault. I don't know. I love it. It'd smell. be a lot cooler yeah. if it was. <laughs> Mm. Oh, that's that just smells so good. Yeah, I took a drive. I didn't mean to, but I drove. By, I was coming from Louisville from work, and uh, back in March, one of the random snow blizzards that we had. Oh yeah. So I was coming back at like one o'clock at night, at night. Yeah. and uh, luckily I took my truck and I wasn't in my wife's car, <laughs> and uh, otherwise I wouldn't have made it. And the GPS was like, you know, take this next exit, this Lawrenceburg exit, and uh, it'll be 15 minutes quicker or something like that. I was like, score, let's go. So I just went, and I don't know Lawrenceburg all that well, so I was strictly following my GPS. And it took me some bass-ackwards way 
down yeah. by Wild Turkey, which was snow and ice and everything. I would not yeah. have went that way. <laughs> holy smokes, the the smell of bread that I got, yeah. that bourbon, I wrote all my windows down. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I was like, let's stop right here yeah. real quick. And then I saw a stuck truck over here on the right. I was like, let's keep going. <laughs> but, you know, I it, it it's... Even the like the little heathen in the back of my brain is like, you know, what'd be really fun is just to sneak onto a distillery one night, and there's nobody around, and get in, get into a rick house with a oh, yeah. drill or whatever, and just 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 get start into sampling. a barrel. Find yourself yeah. the next morning like passed out next to a barrel. Yeah, <laughs> go full, go full uh, Fitzgerald, John what, Fitzgerald. Where's those uh, rick houses out there in Nicholsville? Oh, the uh, Wild Turkey. Yeah, yeah. the Camp Nelson Where ones. Is that? I'm sorry. I've been to Camp Nelson. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so camp if you're going towards the river. The river. And like the Camp Nelson's on the left. Yeah. Those rick houses are actually on your right. Okay. That's right. Um they're they're all guarded up and everything. But uh mm-hmm. yeah. It's, they're there. <laughs> you wouldn't notice it unless you you knew what you were looking for. But I mean, once once I stumbled across it, I was like, oh, 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 oh. Like, and you go. all love those. You love those. Uh, what Russell Reserve single barrel picks that come from there? Oh man, I think it was 2019 where like every single Russell's pick that came out was from Camp Nelson. Yeah. And they're not doing them as much anymore, uh, as far as I know. But that was a really special time where because that that was just it was a hundred percent turkey profile. Mm-hmm. But it was just like a little bit something special, yeah. like a little bit extra on it, where you just you knew you felt like you were getting like a limited edition product yeah. without actually getting it. And to be fair, I think it was actually like like secretive research that they were doing. For Russell's 13. Oh, okay. Because a good chunk of what's in Russell's 13 was actually from Camp Nelson. So I I just, part of me was like, you know, the conspiracy theory side of it is like, do you think that they were just trying to like gauge the public's interest? See if they did like this before they actually went for a full, you know, full blown limited release and whatnot. But I don't know. Since you brought it up. Russell's 13 is actually how I found you. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a weird story. Russell 13 just... Please, yeah, please tell me. I'm always fascinated (laughs) by how people stumble across the podcast. It just come out at the same time, happy hour liquor store, their bar just opened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had just had enough time to swing down there and and grab a pour, you know, go check it out. Have you been there? Yeah, been there a few times. It's a real... Casual, small, easy, simple yeah. design. Real nice. I love it. And uh, there was two ladies there. And uh, they were real nice. And they actually schooled me on a bunch of bourbon. And I was oh, like, cool. get out of here. So they were talking to me. You know, what are you doing? I was like, well, actually, I'm going to do a podcast tonight. You know, I tell them that, you know, we do a bourbon set. We're not a bourbon podcast. Yeah. Like, that's you all. We ain't messing with that. But you know we're just fans. Yeah, we're fans. I don't care yeah, what yeah. you do, man. So we, <laughs> if you want to, if you well, want to do one too, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> enjoy yourselves. Nah, nah, nah. But we we do our little bourbon segment that we do. You know, we call it "What's in the Box." We got Brad Pitt from Seven that comes. What's in the box? You know all that crap. Yeah. You know we I, we enjoy the heck out of it. But these two ladies, they tell me about you. They're like, well, my buddy Perry has a bourbon podcast, and uh, yeah, beats the heck out of me. I couldn't tell you who they were, but they were cool as. <laughs> 
as crap, man. They were cool chicks. Cool chicks, and one of them, they have a neighbor or a friend or an uncle or something that lives, like, right down the street from Freddie Johnson and, and told me that Freddie goes out at 10 p.m. at night to mow his yard so people don't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> and all sorts of crap like that. I was like, man, I was like, you two chicks are cool as heck. I was like, y'all come out here often? No, this is our first time. Like, by the way, he's got Russell 13 right there, an old 90s Heaven Hill with a green yeah. writing on it and a white label. And I was like... Uh, dope. I said, well, I want one of those. I want one of those. Yeah. And I, I tried Elmer T. Lee for the first time and sit there and talk to both of them girls for probably about an hour and a half. I said, all right. I said, I can leave. Y'all have, <laughs> y'all have a great day. And, and you, were uh, late. you were late for the podcast, weren't you? No, nah, I was <laughs> <laughs> Probably early. Yeah. I ain't never late for this. <laughs> I, I wish I knew who that was. I, I'll tell you more about it when we get off of here, you know. But... <clears throat> <laughs> so. Fair but, enough. Yeah, but Fair I enough. mean, that, that's when I first had Russell 13. That's how I found about you. But I didn't listen to you for like up until Eric come on. Yeah. So it was only like, well, he come on about September last year. It was actually the end of July. Okay. Well, last year. Yeah. It was about this time last yeah. year. And uh, it's been a quick year. I, I, I listened to episode <laughs> 200 because that was, that was a big deal. You know, yeah, one, yeah. Four, four years at it. And he, he did one heck of a job like, uh, the game show. Well, that and tri- all the tributes and stuff that he did, all the past co-hosts and your wife coming on there and talking yeah, to me man. and all that stuff. That was cool. And I mean, you know, I was like, man, I wish, you know, I knew more about this. So I went back and like binge like the first 50 episodes. Goodness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God bless you, well, man. But, but, but what I figured was, you know, as, as still relevant as it is, bourbon's changed so much in five years that, as you could go back and still be entertained by all those episodes, like the news and everything's changed so much. Yeah. So you might as well just listen to the current stuff and then go back and listen to old stuff when you can. Yeah. yeah. And so I've just been listening. I've been listening to y'all just about every week. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. But I found Eric when he was still comparing. It was before. He oh, used, when he was when he was doing his uh, fudge round. No, the animes. <laughs> Yeah, like it was oh, okay. cowboy oh, yeah, bebop yeah, yeah, yeah. with a with the old school turkey and uh, yeah, what Vegeta would drink, and I was like, you know, I like this guy, yeah. and then you know, then he starts pouring them over stupid donuts, and I was like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? I was like, North Lime sucks. Go get some Spalding. I mean, <laughs> oh Amos, I know, I know. He, he's Amos. probably gonna be like, I'm, not, I'm never coming on. <laughs> but poor poor Eric works. Nights at the know, at the hospital, Baptist oh, Health. Yeah. So he really? is, yeah, yeah. He's got a heck of a time. He's a nurse, right? Over there, yeah. He's a he does less of like nurse duties and yeah. more of like supervising oh, okay. anymore. Um, but yeah, that's that's what he's yeah. he's trained for. What got him into pouring stuff over pastries and donuts? And how, how did he come across that? Can you answer that? Is that more of an Eric question? It's more of an Eric question, gotcha. but cool. but also like. He he's just always been one of those people who is curious, yeah, just infinitely curious about things. That, and I would never if, have dreamed of porn something. No, 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 no not no. at all. But the, it's funny because all it takes is one person to do that experiment. Yeah, and, that, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Whiskey Advocate had a couple articles where they were talking about pairing Little Debbie snack cakes with bourbon. Oh, which is his thing. And like yeah. we we have this like very one sided beef <laughs> with whiskey advocate now because I mean they definitely don't think about the fact that like 
Eric was probably the one who spearheaded mm-hmm. that and pioneered it and everything. But we, uh, yeah, we just want him to get his due. You know, yeah, yeah. he he worked on that for a long time and everything. Now, has he taught you how he makes his rules on Instagram? Because he's a master. No, I. You know what's funny? I. I actually have a little bit. So before I did the 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 podcast, I was mainly like music focused. So I had a good background in like music editing and um, stuff like that, and that translated pretty well to to video editing. Okay. Too. Nice. So I I kind of already have that like ingrained okay. in my brain okay. as as it is, um, and it wasn't until recently that I discovered just how easy it is to create reels and TikToks and everything just with what's on your phone. Yeah, um, what they what they give you, but yeah. yeah, he's he's we've always just kind of stuck to our own thing as far as like editing yeah, goes. Cool. But we're uh, we're so we're in the middle <laughs> we're in the middle of trying to. Uh, and it's it's not going as well as I would think I would like for it to, but I I don't know what to do else. Um, but this is our birthday month, our joint birthday month. And so Wait, we, is his birthday next weekend? His birthday is next weekend. So yeah, the weekend that the the new super or Dragon, Dragon Ball Super. super. Yeah. yeah, we're actually going to see it. Okay, okay. for his birthday yeah, okay. that night. Gotcha. Um, so excited, man. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be cool. <laughs> it's gonna be a cool show. It looks. Is it, is it only out at Hamburg? Or they oh, got I it don't at, know. Is it at all? Of them, I saw know? a poster at uh, the Fayette Mall today for okay. it. Yeah. So, I mean, Good. we all might right. have to get you know my wife goes to that horse farm between like two and like eight. Let's so go. We might have <laughs> Let's to go. Her, so. There you Let's go. go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you a big we, Dragon Ball fan? A huge Dragon Ball fan. Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Huge okay. Dragon Ball fan. I I started watching Dragon Ball when I was probably about seven, mm. seven or eight, and that was right around the time that. The uh, the Android saga started showing okay. in in the U.S. Okay. So okay, at least so. on like Toonami. Uh, How old were we? Well, hold on, you're 29, <laughs> right? So yeah, that was about nine two- years younger than me. So okay. So, so but, but that was 2000. Yeah. Because so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember walking home from Lafayette. What, where'd you go to high school at? Henry Clay. Okay. Yeah. I remember walking home from Lafayette one time because the bus was running late. It's like screw yeah. this. Yeah. I walk home. Yeah. And it's straight down. Well, of course. Straight down uh, Clay's Mill Road, all the way down to Boston Road. Yeah, area. yeah. and uh, that's where I lived. <laughs> that's a for, hike. For yeah, some yeah. reason, I that's wanted to go go down through Shilto Park and cut across because driving, you know, that, that takes yeah. no time. But walking, God yeah, bless. yeah, that was so a long way. Yeah, I I made it to uh, Shilto Park entrance at five. I look at my watch. I was like, "Well, crap! I'm gonna Dragon Ball Z." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang, got it. So <laughs> I care. I think I still, Fantastic. I made it home by like 5.45. It took 45 minutes to get to that part. Jeez. Jeez, yeah. Louis, man. I mean, just cut through. Well, I mean, I did cut through. I cut through as much <laughs> as I could. I don't feel like you did. I mean. I feel like you could have went a different way. I don't know. <laughs> could have just went straight down Clay's Mill. I mean, I, yeah, through. probably. It's true. I mean, it's true. Who knows? It still would have. <laughs> gotten you there in uh, eight days yeah, but yeah man <laughs> I, I i grew up with dragon ball and um that that for a, a long time was um my only exposure to anime yeah or yeah. even really what i like i didn't even think of it as anime i just thought of it as a cartoon right you know right. um and it wasn't until i was i it was not that long after probably a couple of years after i started watching it that i found out it was 
originally from Japan, and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, I was, like, getting into Yu-Gi-Oh!, and I had been watching Pokemon before that as well, so just kind of, like, that understanding of, like, oh, this is where all that kind of yeah. came from and everything, and... Um, See, at that time, though, I was 16 to 18. I think I was 18 when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, and Yu-Gi-Oh! was the little dude that had the cards, right? Yep. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out, Pokemon cards were freaking huge yeah and just every and i'm like i don't want to watch like that's the way i looked at i don't want to watch a cartoon about pokemon cards <laughs> which i know that's not what it's about but that's yeah. the I, way, I understand that's the I understand way i looked at you know of course i was 18 i didn't know but i had a friend who was big into the whole anime culture japanese culture he actually lives he went to japan to draw for a comic book he actually wow. owns he went over there and opened up a toy store called Tokyo ba- or Tokyo Toy Bastard. I think <laughs> Tokyo Toy Bastard. That's the name of the, the store. Yeah, and he's got a bunch of uh, old school American toys, and he's got old school like eighties Dragon Ball figures. Like so before, cool. before they even had the joints in the knees yeah, and the elbows, yeah, yeah. and they were just like the the Stiff little leg. itty bitty things. Yeah, yeah. man, I yeah. those I I had, I, I had a bunch. I can't remember the name of it, but there was like a Dragon Ball Z collectors magazine mm-hmm. that would come out, yeah. and I would just sit there and fawn over like all these action figures that I never was going to be able yeah. to get, and like just the coolest looking things in the world. Um, and then, like, I I get to know Eric, and he's collected a bunch of them and everything. And um, I was like, "How did you get get a hold of these initially?" And he was like, "Oh, it's Sears catalog." <laughs> oh, Sears <wow>. catalog. What? <laughs> Where have I been? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know they sold it at Sears. Yeah, well, I guess you had to like order them, you um, know, and like they came from a warehouse or whatever. But huh. like, well, yeah, I I had no idea. Yeah. How old is he? Is he older than you? He is. He's going to be 36. Okay. okay. This coming week. Okay. Because, so. see, I remember when he, in one of his episodes, he talked about, or your all's episodes, he talked about going to Suncoast and stuffing in between like a rated R anime <laughs> and getting his, his grandma to still buy yeah, them. Yeah, I yeah. used to go to Suncoast Video and pre-order those Dragon Ball cassette tapes. Yeah. Went, w- before they come out, because you get them for like 5 or $10 cheaper. Right. And, because... Uh, at that time, they would charge 25 bucks a pop, you know, yeah. so the Android saga was six, you know, six cassettes, so, yeah. you know, you spend 150 bucks. So. Yeah. Oh, Lord. We, uh, my, my dad, when I was growing up, was big about recording TV mm-hmm. onto VHS, yeah. or VCRs. Wait, no, VHS, VHS sorry. Yeah. <laughs> With a VCR. With a VCR, <laughs> yes. I grew up with a VCR and VHS tapes mm-hmm. and everything, but... Um, he was big about that. And so I was like, well, I'll just tape Dragon Ball episodes. And oh, even, bef- even before say. that, yeah. even yeah. before that, we were doing it with uh, Batman, the animated series. Oh, yeah, episodes. that was the good one. That was, that was the good one. Man, Ed, talk about going back and watching old cartoons. Mm-hmm. I had, when, when I first got HBO Max, oh, I, yeah. sat, I sat down and I watched <laughs> through every single episode of Batman, the animated series, and just fell in love with it again. And what's funny too, I it had been a really long time since I had given Batman Beyond a chance. Like a real good yeah. fighting chance. I think I like Batman Beyond better than I do the original really? Batman animated series, which is a 
Bold statement, I know. A very bold statement. But there are so many aspects. And and maybe it's nostalgia and everything. Because that show started... I mean, that was the first Batman show that started, like, from episode one within my lifetime. Yeah. You know, like, Batman the Animated Series started in 91 or 1990? I can't remember for sure. And you were born in 93? 93. Yeah. Yep. Um... And so Batman Beyond started in... I feel so old. I feel so old, man. Batman Beyond started in... Well, okay, you say that, and then like I start thinking about the fact that there are kids who were born in 2003 who are now 18 years old, 2004. I'm like, you're not supposed to even have been born. Yeah. Like, that's insane to me, just the fact that people were born during those years. And, you know, like, you're supposed to eternally be 12 years old or something like that. But, yeah, I mean... People who were not even alive when 9-11 happened are now going out to bars and, and drinking. I, yeah, and, I know. It's weird. Well, you know? I saw a video. It was on TikTok. You know, they were talking about older TikToks, you know, and they were like, you know, mid-20s, early 30s. Screw you. <laughs> 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 like, I'm almost 40, dang, right? You know, I, I don't really think too much about my age, though. Yeah. You know? Like, well, I mean, it, you're still young enough that you can still do whatever you want to. I mean... That's not true. Well... That's not true. I, I mean, I've I have had a few multi-day hangovers before. Yeah. Oh, you know? a few multi-day hangovers. Yeah, I never I had haven't had that one happen. Bro, go to Whiskey Weekend. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> go to Whiskey Weekend. Go to a any kind of, like... Do you gotta be invited to that? You just gotta show up. No, Whiskey Weekend, um, they... <laughs> It, it's it's a whole pay to play oh, okay. kind of thing. It, it's a little expensive, yeah. um, but you can check it out um, through the podcast. I think even if you head to podcast dot com, yeah, um, they've got information about that and everything. But like we do, we we're now doing an annual uh, podcast meetup nice. as well. Um, yeah, it's your also, bourbon weekend. Yeah, thing. it's yeah. it's over Memorial Day weekend now, which I know is not really the best time for everybody. But the thing <laughs> is, like. You know, a lot of people are already kind of looking for something to do anyway, and so we figured, well, if we get out far enough ahead of it, then we can keep it consistent like that, and people can anticipate it and everything. So That's awesome. Um, that's, as far as, like, entry fee, much cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much, much cheaper. We're operating at a very much lower, you know, margin than the guys from the podcast are. Um but any kind of event like that, I mean, where you're you're drinking, and you know, you basically start at like noon, and then you don't stop until two or three a.m. for multiple days in a row. Nice. I mean, I haven't, this, I haven't been up past ten a long time. <laughs> this this past year, this past meetup, uh, it was Monday or Tuesday. We finished on Sunday. It was Monday or Tuesday before I finally started to feel like myself again. Oh wow! I mean, it, it was it was brutal, but. Not the first time that that had ever happened to me. And I think at times it's like, oh, you're actually, you're, you're staying drunk during that entire yeah. time. Like, you're not actually completely hung over. Yeah. But it's it's rough, man. It it <clears throat> takes, I've, I like, it's those kind of things that, like, make me feel older than I am. But at the same time, I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'm just trying to enjoy my life <laughs> the absolute best that I can. But, you know. All right. I got one more Dusty. All right. And this was found by Swan, found by Swan, my co-host. Nice. While he was up in Indiana, uh, he was working for Total Wine. And he had a a couple of times where he 
was kind of like assigned to, to different stores. And uh, the last one that he went to before he resigned uh, was up in Michigan. Yeah. And we always called him the, the bourbon finder. Swan the bourbon finder. Nice. And he would always just kind of come across these random bottles and he would always help us find stuff and whatnot. So I heard about this. Yeah. Go ahead. So this was sitting on a shelf in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There were three bottles of it left. Yeah. He bought all three because oh, wow. these, this is from the second year that they ever did Knob Creek picks. Really? 2011. Okay. Um, so roughly we would say nine to 10 years old, of course, still 120 proof. Yeah. But the big thing about this is that it was made while Booker No was still the master distiller okay. at Jim Beam. Nice. So even if he didn't directly make it, he was around for it and yeah. everything, and I'm sure it passed his quality control uh, and whatnot. But you know, I I I, op- I I had I had to deal with two dusty bottle corks this week. <laughs> One was this wild turkey, and the other was this Knob Creek. <laughs> Typically, you would expect the Knob Creek corks to hold up, yeah, and the wild turkey ones to break. No, the no Knob Creek. Around. So I had to replace that Knob Creek cork because the actual cork that was with it, it was a real cork. Oh. It broke. Complete, completely shattered on me the other day. <laughs> oh, like, man. I was just going for a pour of it. Yeah. And I just, like, carelessly popped the cork off, and I just sat there, and I was like, well, what am I going to do now? <laughs> so I just very slowly, like, got the rest of the cork out, and it was it was fine. I didn't have to, like, you know, Siphon drain it or anything. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I had a Knob Creek pick that was a little bit low, and so I just finished that off and popped nice. that cork on. But the cork that came from, or came with, excuse me, the Wild Turkey Tradition, I managed to get off in one piece when I first opened yeah. it. So is that not it? That's not it. Oh, that's, okay. a, that's a Kentucky Spirit cork. I was like, man, that looks like a cool cork. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's from the old Kentucky Spirit bottles, the, the ones that had the turkey, yeah, the yeah. Turkey, turkey tail. Um, and I had, I had a bottle that was running super low. And it was the only cork that fit that bottle. Couldn't find one. I tried old granddad 114 corks. I tried, you know, Russell's reserve corks, anything. Nothing worked except for this Kentucky spirit cork. And I was like, well, I'll just put it, I'll just decant it. Yeah. The rest of it into a sample bottle and go from there. And the reason that I, I needed to find another cork was because like, despite the fact that the original cork came out mm. in one piece, it had been rotted through. Oh, like, yeah. there was a, a sliver of it that wasn't there anymore, and, I mean, just holes in it. Like, it looked like an apple that had been eaten through by oh, a worm yeah, yeah. or something. Nice. Disgusting looking. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Um, and so I was like, I'm not putting this cork back in the yeah. back in the bottle. Because uh, it will fall. It was going to fall apart on me eventually. Anyway. Yeah, you don't want chunky bourbon either. So, no. Yeah. No. Uh, but anyway, 2011 Knob Creek 2011. single barrel. 120 proof, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. It's where I like to sit. <laughs> Around that 120 proof. Oh, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's real good. Definitely the highest proof thing that we've had. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Tonight. But... 
it's just your palate adjusting to, you know, 120 proof. 120. We, ju- we jumped up from 101 to 120. Right. So, but just a special bottle. That's good. You know, just not, again, like, Jim Beam doesn't make it like this anymore. No. I mean, those are all three <laughs> good bottles. Yeah, real yeah. good bottles. Yeah. So that turkey, though, that, I just want to ask you about, is that like a, it says wild turkey tradition. Is that just a wild turkey 101, or is it? Something special. That no, it, it's it's got some kind of like special blending of okay. ages and things okay. that go into it. But I I've not been able to find any specific information one way or another. Um, Dave Jennings, Rare Bird One Hundred One, um, did a review. He's a big wild turkey guy, yeah. Too, um, but he uh, he did a review of a couple of '90s traditions, and he didn't have any specific information about. Uh, the ages of anything that went into it, but the it it's export only mm. for one. Okay. Um, so I mean, it could that one it is? could yeah, okay. it could have been like an eight year old turkey one on one blended with like a fourteen or fifteen or something like that. Nice, nice. Uh, but they do have, I think they still do a new iteration of wild turkey tradition that is also export only, but it's age stated at fourteen years old. Oh. And I can't remember what the proof is on it. Um, but I mean, fourteen-year-old turkey. Yeah, that'd be great, right? Man, yeah, that's good. exactly. Yeah. Man. So but, let me ask yeah. you this real quick. I told my buddy that we were going to have you on here. <clears throat> I was dropping him off, him off some samples. He's helped us out a lot. And uh, he said, "Who you having on tomorrow?" I said, "The guy from uh, this is my bourbon podcast." He's like, "You know, I don't know who that is." I said, "Well, first off, you got to listen to him." And I said, <laughs> second off, I was like, "If there's any questions you got, I said tell me." I said, "I'll ask him." He's like, "Well, what's like?" He, 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 his question was, what's the best thing you've ever tasted? Buh. Right, I know. It's going to be tough. Man. Right. Or, or what I want to ask you is, maybe what's the best overrated? What, what's the, what equals the height? What's worth the height? Well, not Pappy. Not Pappy. Not bad. Yeah. Um, Van Winkle is genuinely a very good bourbon. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's so it's so overhyped. Yeah. It's so much money for one bottle of bourbon. Secondary or not. I mean, the 23-year, I think, at this point is like $240 a bottle. I mean, that's a good chunk of change. Yeah. That's a really... You're gonna have like, to kind of dig. Oh, you're deep talking retail, you. okay? Yeah, but I mean, even yeah, yeah. even you know, on secondary, it's what like eighteen thousand dollars a bottle, yeah. something in, something insane like yeah. that. Um, Golly, is that what that goes for? I I don't know, man. Not on Facebook. I could be, it don't go for that. No. I could I, I it could be closer to like eighteen hundred. Okay. But I I don't pay attention to secondary as much yeah. as I used to. Yeah. Um, like I dropped out of a bunch of groups while while my wife was pregnant. Because I was like, I need to probably not spend <laughs> need to spend on. spend a little bit less on. I Burma, seen you on one not too long ago. Um, LKB. Yep, LKB. Yeah, and I was like, well, shoot fire is like a Perry's in it. I was like, I should jump in on it. Was the Jack Daniel Coy Hill one, the one that they did the oh, Coy Hill. Man, I was so bummed on I, that. I knew, when I got my numbers, I knew I wasn't going to get it. I was oh. like, those numbers are never drawn. I was like, I hit I hit the the one spot on the fourth draw. 
and it was a five draw. Yeah. And I was I was so bummed about that. Yeah. I was like, I gotta get the bet anyway. Have you had um, Cool Hill? I, I haven't had the new batched versions. Mm-hmm. I had one of the single barrels last year. Last year. Um, but it's still 140 proof, though, right? Yeah, about, I, I think it was about 140 proof. It was phenomenal. Yeah. It was so good. Just like real hot, or was it just all flavor smacking you in the face? No, it was or? a lot of flavor. Yeah. Um, I mean, it definitely had the, the proof showing up, the ethanol showing up, right. but it was still a, a very drinkable whiskey. So I want to sure. ask you this, too. You know, we gave you Glen Cairns. <clears throat> <laughs> we're, we're drinking rock glasses. Which one do you prefer, or does it matter, or is it um, preference? Or it, it depends on my mood during yeah. the during the week, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, like I, if you I have sit there and sniff and really get into it. You want exactly. to drink Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um. My, you know, if I'm. I pretty much know what Wild Turkey 101 tastes like right. at this point. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I don't really need a Glencairn for it <laughs> anymore. I can just throw it in a rocks glass and I'll be happy. But yeah, if it, if it's something that I haven't had very much of or have only had once or twice before and I just want to kind of be more mindful about it. And I mean a lot of that has to do with, you know, what have what's my day been like? Right. What's the week right. been like? And yeah, cuz if you had a rough day, but, you don't want to sit there and sniff and smell and you yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a preference one way or another. Um, if if I'm going to bed with anything, I I take my noser, um, which is a, it's spelled N O S R. I can't remember exactly where it's from. It's like one of those. Um, oh shoot, what's those those big like catalog only stores, uh, like Brookstone kind of thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. similar to that. Yeah. Um, but it's just like a kind of faux metally cup and it's just like it's mostly so like if you know i just happen to like swing in the middle of the night it doesn't like break or anything you know it just gets knocked off and it's safe and everything um but yeah i don't i don't really have a i don't have too much of a preference anymore um you know i I went through the period where i was like it's got to be in a a glencairn it's got to be in a norland it's got to be in this that and the other because that's the way bourbon has to be drank and then it was like I don't think so. <laughs> I'm fine. Just whatever. You know, I mean, we, we reviewed stuff in rocks glasses for a mm-hmm. long time. Um, yeah. And we just kind of by default go to Glen Cairns. But honestly, I, I, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really so you can know, too but much. You, not, I get the purpose of the Glen Cairn, but you can almost get like something different out of a rocks glass. Yeah, too, for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No. Sorry, excuse me. No, you good. <laughs> Yawning in the middle of a podcast. Yeah, we'll get up. Good. We'll get up and dance around and make you more. No, no, no. I'm just. It, this is no, a sign I, that I, I'm I getting you. comfortable no. and having a good time. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good. Yeah. No, I. I just. It, it's just a matter of what I'm in the mood for right. at yeah. any given time. But gotcha. to circle back to your your previous question, thing that deserves the hype. Yeah. <sighs> I think consistently E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof has been just a phenomenal bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another one of those from Buffalo Trace that only comes out once a year. No. And I think at retail it's like 70 bucks a bottle. And you can typically find it for a pretty good deal on secondary, um, especially a more recent batch for like 250 mm-hmm. which is not all that bad. I mean... Not great, but at the same time, like as far as secondary prices go, you're like, well, maybe I can, I can stomach that. Um, 
And I, I don't typically like to buy into the, you know, the Buffalo Trace hype of it all. But I, I do think that's a, a really solid all-around pour. Uh, Russell's 13, for sure, I think deserves all the hype that it gets, all the seeking yeah. that the people have gone for over the past year. Um, old bottles of Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. <laughs> See, I've never had one. Man. I, the first one that I, I got into bourbon... Right around 2018, like really, really got in as an adult, got into it 2018, early 2019. And um, at that time, I joined a, a group called Bourbon Nation. And everyone, of course, you know, they always, always go on about Buffalo Trace. But Eagle Rare was the one that they kept talking about. So, you know, I sit there and I'd look at it as I'm sitting there playing video games at the same time. Yeah, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm like, all right, if I'm gonna go out and find some bourbon, I want you know Eagle Rare, or I want you know some sort of turkey, or I want you know this from Heaven Hill, or you know something like that. Yeah. Well, I just so happened to go down to my Walgreens, and they had a whole deck on shelf of Eagle Rare, and I was like, yeah. well, score, I got Eagle Rare, it was twenty eight dollars. <laughs> I was like, score, so I grabbed that off the shelf, went down there, you know, paid for it, come back, fell in love with it, like yeah, like. I've said this numerous times on this podcast. That's the bourbon that got me back into bourbon. Yeah. Like, I, it just the the brown sugar, the vanilla, the little bit of caramel, the the sweetness, the, the depth that I don't ever remember having when I was back in college. Because, you know, back in college, you just drank to get drunk. Yeah, exactly. You know? And, yeah. And back then, it was beam seven years. When yeah, the, you know uh-huh. that's what we drank was seven year bean, mm-hmm. and um, I wish I could find that again. You can't even <laughs> find that no more. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. but um, I was like, man, this Eagle Rare is good. So then I went from there, and I found Chad and Sarah Bourbon Night. Yep, and I was like, I want to find notes. You know, like Eagle Rare notes, and then I found them, and they do. Uh, they do uh, flight fights and blind flight fights and yeah. know, different things like that. And I was like, this is a pretty cool YouTube channel right here. So I started watching them. And, uh, yeah, that, that's where I got into bourbon. I forgot where I was going with it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Eagle Rare is where I went into bourbon. But I forgot the purpose of the story. So. <laughs> Uh, it just means but, the bourbon's working. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> that's working. How, that's so, just how it goes. Yeah, but, for sure. Well, so, well, my bad. No, it's all I, good. I messed that up, so. No. But, well, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, I got a, uh, I don't know how long you got. How long you got? Whew, it's already almost 8.30. Yeah. Uh, I, need to make, I need to make bedtime. All right, so, what, what time is bedtime? 9? 9.30. All right, perfect. We'll get you out of here by then. That works. We'll get you out here in the next, what, 30 minutes? Nine. Yeah, All sure. Right. All right, so I'm going to move on to the next little part that I like to do, and I like to call it Moose is on the Loose. Oh. All right. Okay, here we go. So this is going to be a couple rapid-fire questions. Of course, you know, I've been drinking some pretty good bourbon, so it <laughs> might take me a minute to come up with these questions. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, it's this or that scenarios, no... Uh, no explanation required. So cool. Let's do it. Buffalo Trace or Four Roses? Buffalo Trace. All right. Wild Turkey or Heaven Hill? Mm. Oh. 
<laughs> next one's going to be in, into the into the dam, and I have to say Heaven Hill. Okay. New Riff or Wilderness Trace? Uh, Wilderness Trail. Wilderness Trail. Oh, yeah. that's a trace, my yeah. bad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Glen Cairn and Rock Glass. We already said that. <laughs> Don't matter. Flip, all right. Flip the coin. Yeah, yeah, whatever. All right. So that's all I really got for you. No, no, no. There was only like four. That moose was like yeah. loose for about three seconds yeah. and then he just got stuck in the mud. <laughs> he got stuck in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I thought I, I forgot he was tied one. up on the. Uh, <laughs> I only post. had so much to go. <laughs> so next episode or next next little thing, go ahead. Alright. Hello. Do you want to play a game? Have you heard of Answer the Internet? No. So they have celebrities come on and they Oh okay. Kinda like the wired Oh yeah. Like, almost. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. So these are kinda I got two that are kinda Let's see what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. First oh one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> first one was uh, what would you trade a three year old baby for? What would I trade a three year old <laughs> baby for? Yeah. I. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is yeah. it my baby? I. I, technically, it doesn't say, so it wouldn't have to be your baby. It could be somebody else's baby. I'm trying to figure out some way where, like, if I had to trade my own child, they could live <laughs> in this scenario. Well, it doesn't say anything about dying. So. Well, I know, but it's just like, that's where my mind is. <laughs> what would I trade a three-year-old baby for? Um... Golly, this is really tough. I don't know if I have an answer to this because I don't. I'd, I'd trade myself for, you know, like yeah, yeah. their own safety before I would trade them for anything. I just come up with another question. Well, I'm oh. sorry. Go ahead. I, I, I <laughs> yeah, it's a tough one. Another three-year-old baby. <laughs> it's like I mean, that it, works. it's like trading up. You yeah, know, like those yeah. things where people see how much they can trade, up, like from a penny, like up until you know a hundred dollars yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. That's what I feel like I'm doing with that. But that that's that's a brutal question. <laughs> what would you trade to somebody else's life for? Somebody who mm-hmm. hasn't even gotten to live yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know. A loaf of bread. <laughs> Half a box of graham crackers. Right. Yeah. All right, these next three are a little bit, uh, okay, dick questions. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good about them so far. All right, if you can make your dick as big as you wanted, but for every inch you'd lose two years of off your life, how big would you make it? <laughs> Is this flaccid or erect? Uh, we'll go with erect. I'm happy, you know. Like I don't, I don't have anything. I'm not, I'm not an unhappy person. But I don't know. I just out of curiosity, like I don't know, like a like a full foot, like <laughs> like right. just out of curiosity, yeah, what okay. it would be like. Just yeah. you know, I can see that. Yeah. Golly, all right. <laughs> just to where it's uncomfortable for everybody. 
Like just just whatever that threshold is. <laughs> you know, if it's ten if it's ten inches, if it's two feet, you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like you ever seen the movie Trainwreck with uh, Amy Schumer? Oh yeah. No. Well apparently in the first in, the, in like the first ten minutes she was like he like pulls his pants. Some guy John Cena. His, yeah, and she's like, Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you see John Cena's yeah. full frontal. Oh, I don't see that. But I mean, if you've seen Peacemaker, you've pretty much seen the same thing. Mm-hmm. I've never watched Peacemaker. It's a great show. It was a good show. Really, really, was. really good show. Yeah, it was yeah. real good. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> stop stop laughing before you ask these questions. <laughs> Would you rather oh, gosh. have your dick and balls located on your taint? Or have them where they normally are, but with the balls on top, dick on bottom. <laughs> with the ball dough now, it don't matter. With the what? The ball dough. Ball dough. It's a new sex toy. We stick your balls in some sort of, <laughs> some sort of phallic thing, and you can. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's it's something new. It's taking over the internet. So basically. <laughs> Continue to do the same thing that I normally do, or squat. <laughs> do squats every time. Yeah, and, but also drag your your it's business good. into the water every time you sit down to yeah. take it yeah, down. Yeah, that would um, be cool. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, balls on top. About, okay, I mean I, that's, that's like there's that. I feel like that's much more manageable. Then, like, you would just sit on your on your yeah, junk every time. Yeah, it wouldn't be comfortable time. walking either. Yeah. Horrible. Hor- uh, whoever yeah. came up with that uh, that that question was like, you've never thought this through before, <laughs> have you? At least it wasn't like, would you rather have your dick right on your forehead or you know <laughs> under, your your nose, right? yeah. under your armpit? Yeah, I think they have that yeah. kind of question. I'm sure that they. Asking. I'm sure they do. Right. I've, I've been asked three questions from these people, and I can firmly say, without a question, without a <laughs> smidge, smidge of doubt, that they definitely have something like that in this box. Here's of another questions. baby question. Oh no, Eden, I love you. If you're going back and listening to this after Daddy's gone, I love you, sweetheart. <laughs> Would you rather change genders every time you sneeze, or not be able to tell the difference between a donut or a baby? Oh. Genders for sure. <laughs> Gender for sure. I I've, I've been asked. I've been no. I've been asked that question before. Like that was a question. Like I I I had a really fun roommate. Yeah. In college, like we not, like we didn't go out and party or anything, yeah. but it was always just really funny to like sit around and do those bizarre would you rather. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of those that got thrown around a bunch. It's a weird question. And we would around. well, we would talk about it for like days. <laughs> And, and we would always play um, the comedy bang bang rules, oh, where they yeah, where yeah, they yeah. would be. You know, you could ask as many questions as you needed to yeah. to get to your answer. And so, comedy I, I, bang bang rules. You don't remember that? No, what's dude. That? Comedy bang bang, such a great show. Yeah. It's one of those like early podcasts that made any form of like comedy podcasting what it is today. Really? Yeah. 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 I might have to go check that out. It's uh, it was, Scott Ackerman. Um, shoot, I don't remember who was on it now. I. Paul, I almost said Paul Thomas Anderson. That's not right. I can't. I can't think of his name. Just um, go, yeah, just Google it. Okay, I'll Google it. <laughs> it's good stuff, cool. man. Paul yeah. Shear. Paul Shear was on it some too. Mm-hmm. Comedian Paul Shear. So a couple more right. questions before you, uh, before we wrap up in the chat here. Not baby questions. Either. No, no more of those questions. We're I do got those. one more moose on loose question though. Uh, okay, go for it. Blanton's or Kentucky Spirit? Kentucky Spirit. Every day of the week. Really? Blanton's is, Blanton's is so overrated. Overrated. What, yeah. about, what about Blanton's or, or 
Rock Hill Farms or Rock Hill Farms. Yeah. Even just for proof. Yeah. Um, but the thing about like what what's going on with Blanton's right now though is that it the the age has been dropped significantly over yeah. the past few years. Like it has been, you know, six or seven years for like for about the past ten years. Yeah. Um now they're because it's gotten so popular, they're putting anything as low as like four year old juice into it. Four year old juice. Yep. Do you cry every time you watch Neat? Yes. <laughs> that Freddie Johnson story. Dude, I and it, it's like it's that part of it. It's all of the like legacy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that final kind of like send off where they just talk about like bourbon's always going to change, but it's always going to be about the people and, about yeah. you know, the community and everything. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's exactly like <laughs> what keeps me coming back to it and everything. And I feel very strongly about that. Could they have yeah. picked a better narrator, comedian dude other than Steve's on? Uh, given the subject matter. Probably, yes. I mean, it could have... Well, I think it could have been, like, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, well... You know, but that's, like, in hindsight, and, you know, how things have gone over the past few years. Well, Steve Zahn lives here in Kentucky. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what I was about to say, is, like, he is a a Kentuckian by all means now. I haven't met him, but I met his wife, and I I was like, it's a good thing your your husband ain't here. I said, because if I'm fanboying over you, (laughs) I was like, it's a damn good thing that he's not here, because... My favorite movie, I don't know how big of a fan of you are of him, but um, The Perfect Getaway, you ever seen that movie? I've not seen that, no. It was him, Mila Yakovich, the chick that does uh, Resident Evil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah. Oliphant, yeah. Yeah. Justified and all that. Yep. And uh-huh. then uh, before Thor, it was Chris Helmsworth. Helmsworth was in it. Oh, wow. And uh, I won't give much more than that, but there's a super big twist to it. <laughs> And it's okay. I can hold on to it. You're exactly. just gonna have to edit out some of the mic noises. <laughs> I uh, I met her and I told her. I said, I said that is one of my favorite movies he ever did. And she's like, I actually picked the script over it. I said, really? And she's like, yeah. So I fanboyed too hard over that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, the movie that thing you do. That thing you oh, do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is making it worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could just hear all of the mic noises. It was like just slightly creaking. Like an old house. <laughs> but anyway, my mic is falling. That's what we're yeah. sitting here laughing about. Um, but to wrap it up, Perry, man, um, you know, we'd like to interview individuals that, you know, turn passion into career. Bourbon is a passion. Yeah. Whether, you, I mean, and you do Dude, for a career. Job at it too. Thank you. And in, in a, as a career, you are in the bourbon mm-hmm. industry. Pretty much, like yeah. you, you do distillery tours and you got the podcast. Um Yeah, well, the swarm of cicadas has yeah, followed yeah. me, so that was loud. Yeah, but uh, that's my plague. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere I go, there's locusts. <laughs> it makes it makes getaways very difficult. <laughs> After five years of being in this industry that you're in, how how do you keep moving forward with this podcast? How how do you keep yourself? I oh, mean, I guess bourbon will always be relevant. I guess, but I mean, it's it's tough because like. I I I run this like fine line of, you know, I'm really passionate about bourbon, but I'm mm. super passionate about podcasting as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the the entertainment side of things, okay. and just you know making sure that, you know, even if you're not like a big bourbon person, it's still very listenable and oh, still yeah. accessible and everything. Yeah. And um, we just you know I just keep rolling with the punches and finding new ways to innovate and create and do 
anything that that gets people listening and whether it's like creating YouTube content or, you know, showing up to events and like being around people and, you yeah. know, spreading the word. wings on Instagram. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> See, when I, all right, when I first clicked into that, I thought you were doing, have, do you watch the hot ones yeah. on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. That's what I thought you were doing. Well, that's essentially what I was doing. Okay. So I, I got those, uh, they, they have like the frozen wings mm-hmm. at Walmart. I've done that. It comes with the three sauces. But I went like I didn't have a tenth one. I went nine hot sauces in a row, and I made sure that I went hotter, yeah, progressively through. I can still feel it in my gut, <laughs> like I can still feel <laughs> this evil like swirl <laughs> of pain yeah. in there. And like I've eaten like white bread today, yeah. like plain as can be, and I still feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> but that last dab is. Horrible. See, it's I, such a night. It, it, you might have had a different experience than me. Yeah. But like, I mean, I went, I went for a good dab yeah. on top of the the already coated wing, mm. and I like it's that feeling of like this is never going to end. Yeah. Like I felt that for a long time yeah. after I got done. With See, it. I didn't coat the the. Well, I guess they come with chicken nuggets. Yeah, boneless wings. Yeah. Um, and I dipped it in there pretty good. And it was hot. But no, I, I coated it. <laughs> I coated every wing that I had, yeah. hot sauce for, I coated every single one of them. Yeah. Like, tossed them around in it. Um, and I think that made it worse. Yeah. I think that absolutely made it worse, but then also, like, threw an extra little dab on top of it. See, I thought the blazing um, from Buffalo Wild Wings. Bro, that stuff is just... I thought that was hotter than the last dab one. I think it was just compounding mm. pain. Like just everything on top of it, yeah. but the the blazing the blazing's not even like it doesn't even have any redeemable qualities. No. Like I heard it's it. just hot. It is, hot. It's just hot. It's like no, no for, flavor. It's just hot. Yeah, yeah, and like there is actually a good flavor to the last dab. Yeah, like it's got a pretty good flavor to it, but it's just it's not it stays with <laughs> it's you. Just not worth it. <laughs> like I'm still, I I think I blacked out during the end of that because like. I, I remember doing it, but I don't remember everything that <laughs> happened during it. So it's uh, it's not for the faint of heart, I would say. The thing is, though, I would probably do it again. Yeah. Would you really? I would probably do it again. I mean, in a, in another, like, year. <laughs> like, I need some time to cool down, and yeah. I need some time for my gastro to, you know, Even recenter itself. Something. Yeah, exactly. But that's uh, that was one of those things where I was like, I'd been wanting to do it for a long time, and I love Hot Ones, man. Oh, I love I that too. show so show. much. That guy does um, such a good job. At asking he really questions. does. He's a uh, he. He's kind of a. I don't like his delivery. Mm-hmm. I think his delivery is super dry. Yeah. But the questions that he asks, he's such a big inspiration because I do a lot of interviewing as mm-hmm. well. But like, he's such a big inspiration for me in terms of like knowing your stuff before you get into right, it. Yeah. And, um, Fred Fred Minnick taught me you know how to be a good interviewer mm-hmm. too and uh, have was the you met first Fred? multiple times really yeah. multiple times how cool is he you have to get to know him yeah um it, it's i i know that people have this you know negative connotation with him with the the ascot and everything mm-hmm. but i he's he is a mentor yeah. for me and he was a very big proponent of what I was doing early on. Um, 
was willing to sit down and chat with me on multiple occasions, even just to like, you know, get to know each other. Yeah. Too. Um, there's a story that I don't tell a whole lot, but um, I was in a I was in a bit of trouble or perceived trouble, and he sent me an, an email personally. And at that point, I'd only met him like twice before. Yeah. Uh, and personally, sent me an email and was like. Is there anything I can do for you? Oh, nice. And I was like, Fred, just call me right now. Yeah. And I mean, he did immediately. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah. I, he's he's a really great guy. But he can be rough around the edges. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. But um, he guided me a lot through learning how to be an interviewer and and how to conduct yourself with people and just general smart practices like never record somebody without telling them they're being recorded. <laughs> I did that to him once, yeah. almost as a joke. <laughs> and I thought he was never going to talk to me again. <laughs> I, I had to apologize so many times for it. And, like, he, he forgave me. And, but we're, he's, he's, a, he's a good friend. Yeah. He's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. So, All right. All right. I got one more question. We'll end it right here. Let's go for it. You've met Freddie Johnson, right? A few times. Yeah. yeah. How, how cool is he? Freddie is exactly the person that you see on Neat in person. I mean, he's, I think you have to be this way. And it's one of the reasons that I've kind of stuck with it, with the podcast and with bourbon that you, you just have to be yourself. You have to be authentic and, you know, be very, what you see is what you get in the most positive way possible and not make it like a, you know, I'm just a piece of trash. So, you know, <laughs> but it, like you, you just have to be genuine yeah. with people. So that sounds good. Yeah. He's, he's a great guy. I ran into him at, uh, it's, it's funny that you say that those girls knew somebody who lived down the street from him because mm-hmm. he doesn't live too far from me. Oh, really? So we're in the same general neighborhood. We, we frequent the same liquor store nice. in our neighborhood. And I ran into him at Kroger. Uh, during the pandemic and it was just one of those like bright spots right you know you hadn't seen anybody for months on end and you kind of are like is the bourbon world even still like functioning (laughs) outside of of my house and you know ran into him and it was just kind of like this sigh of relief like things are okay things are going to get better even if they get worse first yeah you know he's he's a wonderful (coughs) wonderful human being nice so yeah nice awesome awesome well perry man it's been a pleasure to have you it's been great to meet you guys thank you all so much yeah. Yeah. i appreciate it maybe we'll have you back again sometime right sounds good all right. We'll i'll, ma- I'll we'll try make- to bring try to bring eric along too. Right. yeah sounds we'll make sure good. the microphone stays in. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll fix that here <laughs> it's uh the four hours are up apparently <laughs> so. all right buddy well thank you very much i gotta go to the hospital <laughs> see you. What's up, everybody? Hope you've enjoyed the show. I just wanted to drop our social medias out there real quick. The Moose Lounge on Facebook, The Moose Lounge on Instagram, and The Moose Lounge 1 on Twitter. So if you enjoy what we're putting out there, please follow us on all those. And stay tuned for updates. Thank you all.